This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. Welcome back, guys. And this week we got a wonderful guest with us, Mr. Coop himself. And then, all right, I meant to pull it up. What what's the name of your podcast? The Flame Within. Flame Within. I wanted to say fire within, and I didn't think that was right. So from Flame Within, Coop is running an awesome podcast also, so it's great to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, before we dive in and get started, uh, why the, why'd you start the podcast? What's the, what was the motivation behind that? What are you looking to do? It's a fantastic really, podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Really, the the reason i actually started the podcast is to just help other guys who may have been in the same or similar situation that i was four years ago and you know uh, like you all know and i think we probably talked about when you get into the quote-unquote manosphere and you start reading shit like rollo you start reading shit like richard cooper you can get guys can get really angry and I wanted to be able to kind of be able to maybe temper that anger a little bit and, and work towards the prize, which is yourself. I, I didn't, it, I wanted to kind of create not a shortcut, but a shortcut more or less to cutting through the bullshit and what's important. And that's why I started it. Nice. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, seems like you're you're definitely doing that from my perspective. So it's good stuff. Highly recommend it. Maybe we have to remember to put a link in the description. Yep. I, I'll have links in there for it. Yep. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. <clears throat> First one's free. First one's free. <laughs> <laughs> the second, third. And subsequent ones you can find at <laughs> patreon.com slash barbarian. <laughs> oh, sign up now. Sign up now. Pre order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now we're in the pre order stage. You know, I wonder how many people have looked it up. T shirt. Like a pre order t shirt. Yeah. I wonder how many have looked it up already to see probably, if we actually probably have about everybody. <laughs> the tens of people that are. I'm sorry, the, the vast Three barbarian rhetoric nation. <laughs> oh Got to build God. it the right way. <laughs> sorry. Oh, hell. Anyway. Oh uh, so triumphs and blunders, I guess. Um, uh, it was my uh, oldest birthday yesterday. She turned 11. And even though she uh, was with her Girls who were with their mom this week or this past week um, uh, <clears throat> ended up taking them to lunch and hang out. It was kind of a surprise thing, and they were really stoked about that. So that was awesome. Um, so you did have ice cream for bulking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <clears throat> we did. <laughs> uh, you know, gotta gotta put on weight. Right? Yeah, exactly. you know the purpose, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
And as far as a uh, blender goes, I, I realized it's been like two weeks since I mowed my lawn. So I think I need to do that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, was it like dusty and shit? <laughs> well, no, everything's it's... so dry and it's been so hot that like, and you won't anything. And there's just like a dust cloud following the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. My, that, that was my neighbor's yard, but they cut it. Like I, I think I've mentioned on a previous podcast, I swear they, they're trying to cut it to like golf green height. So it's like, you know, they're basically down to the dirt. So it becomes obvious that I didn't mow <laughs> those fuckers. <laughs> that's maybe that's really the, it's their blunder, but I'm blaming it on them. It's a blunder, but I'm blaming you need it a on fight them. back and just put gasoline all over your grass. <laughs> Look who didn't mow now, bitch. <laughs> now, are they retired? Are they retired neighbors? Nope. Okay, see, I have the retired neighbor, and he mows his yard twice a week, which <laughs> we still have high humidity, and our yard needs mowed twice a week. I'm still only doing it once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't think there's any other... But that's the biggest one. But it ra- it did rain one day, so I, the day I was going to... or. Uh, I, I was like, oh, I was going to do it on Thursday or Friday, and then it ran, a storm, a thunderstorm passed through. It's like, well, I ain't doing that. So, oh, darn it. <laughs> yep. uh, my blunder for this week was I dropped a whole pallet of shingles on a house. That was interesting. Did you put a that. hole in the roof? No. Um, <clears throat> it just broke two rafters, but it was... <laughs> It was probably one of the scariest things that's ever happened because honestly, I had pulled my truck into a driveway and there was a tree that was touching where my boom connects to the truck and the branch hit the up top controls and it turned off my remote and then it started running the crane. The tree started running the crane. So there was absolutely nothing I could do but watch. And uh-huh. the tree did it. It did. Really? I, wish, it did. I, wish... <laughs> I could just I didn't it's like know a kid this saying could... <laughs> the dog ate his homework. <laughs> I didn't know this could happen. So this is a great way to learn watching a whole pallet of shingles fall. <laughs> you bet you couldn't grab your camera or someone was taping it for you. I didn't know it was happening because I thought when I turned off my remote that it was done. It kept going. <laughs> nice. Uh, yep. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Yep. I, I That was a hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, originally I thought nothing happened because it, it didn't look like it did any damage to the house because you couldn't tell anything yeah, yeah. happened. So like, the roofer's just like, oh, okay. That was scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Went out on my day, and then my boss told me about that. I'm like, oh, well, I could have seen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Things falling from 12 feet above them. I mean, 60 pounds each. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give or take about 25 of them. So, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> uh, besides that, uh, triumph for the week. Um, we got our fence up. We got the new uh, refrigerator in. 
got a new dishwasher. Uh, oh, we got a trailer for, it's just like a, it's a homemade one that they use for a motorcycle. So we can take it camping with us so we can throw more stuff. Cause it, you know, we always need to take more stuff when we go camping. <laughs> Besides that. So pretty much we have the house already to move everything in. So. Party yeah. at CJ's. Just so you know, Coop, party at CJ's. Patreon.com slash <laughs> For details. Only subscribers are allowed. And you'll be. <laughs> All the details will be. Tickets are 60 bucks a pop. <laughs> That doesn't include the Patreon. I was going to say BYOB. (laughs) (laughs) Tequila will not be provided. (laughs) Oh, hell. But yeah, everything is good to go. We just got to, you know, get all the big shit out, which is going to be so exciting. It's not, it's not the getting out of here. It's the putting it back up in the new place that it's going to suck. Drive me absolutely insane. (laughs) <laughs> and since you're already irritated it'll be even better for you am i irritated absolutely not no <laughs> no it's funny no, just from <clears throat> cutting yeah yesterday uh my girlfriend was driving while we we're going around town right and you were drunk no <laughs> or hung over no just because she came and picked me up and we drove her car because it gets way better gas miles than my fucking truck. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized like, like Nathan said about trucks that once you drive a truck all fucking day, you call other people's bullshit out while they're driving <laughs> and it pisses you off. <laughs> so you're, I'm always pissed off whenever I'm on the road and I'll say something and she's like, why do you care? I'm like, cause they should drive better. <laughs> These are the people that make fucking accidents and hit Cooper. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I don't know what it is. It's something about, you know, if, if you're driving the truck, you start noticing that stuff because you're watching out for it because you can't see all the way around you. Yeah. Well, you ha- you even though you can't see, you try to see as much as you can. Right. And then well, you see too much. And then yeah. you're, you're like, you people are stupid. Like the other day, I, Kia Soul tried cutting me off my boom truck. I'm like, if you're in a Kia Soul, the last thing you want to cut Dude, is heavy. any kind of heavy truck. And the guy throws up his hand, and right when I, I was trying to let him in. That was the worst part. And he throws his hands up, and right when I see that, I speed up and <laughs> like. Ah. you're driving a kia soul dude (laughs) i win yeah (laughs) and it's always when you're fully loaded like if you know if you're just running with an empty truck and actually might be able to stop it they don't cut you off it's when you're like running down the road and you got you know my truck's harder to stop when it has nothing on it really yeah that makes any sense yeah a little bit puts a little bit of pressure but in the box yeah I can't stop for shit in it when I got it fully loaded. <laughs> so you love driving through Chicago? Oh, absolutely. Oh Chicago's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with it. It's it's like the outskirts. It's like if you get inside the city, it's not bad because everyone drives like an idiot and they expect it. And out in the country, they're smart and they give you leeway. 
So those two, it's that cross range su- um, suburbs area where they're just straight up idiots and oblivious to everything that you really got to watch. It's like the other two know what's going on. So, yeah. Let's see. Blunder this week. I'll start with that. I did not drink enough fluids. It was like it got hot and I kept thinking I was taking enough fluids and I was running out. And then yesterday I was working out in the heat and everything. And I I got about four hours in and I was toast. So it was like, yeah, it's so there's your um, public service announcement for the week. Also (laughs) during the heat, remember to drink enough, especially if you're doing any kind of dieting exercising or everything else make sure it's full because it will sneak up on you and kick your ass heat exhaustion is no joke no that's hell and i think it compounds you know it only gets worse yeah because you know there's a lot of us that you know we we feel a little bit woozy in the sun we're like oh can't be a pussy right now (laughs) exactly Exactly. and it's slam a bang and keep going (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and you know and you're like exactly calories right so it's good it's like water (laughs) man it's like i just want to work a little bit longer no no came home lazy bones the rest of the day Oh, yeah, you sleep good then, huh? Oh, I did. And I even slept in, and I hardly ever. The alarm went off, shut it off, and rolled right back to sleep. Hell, yeah. So, hell, it was like nothing. Uh, (laughs) Triumph, though, well, I I needed to print some stuff off and write, like, important things, and the ink ran out, and it didn't want to work. And, of course, trying to get more. Well, in the process of trying to order some of this and that, I was gifted a new printer that had all kinds of fresh ink in it. So that that's my positive. I'm like, I was looking at printers and I'm like, man, I really don't want to buy another one. And I ended up got given one. So I was like, ah, this works out perfect. I was going to say the printer is cheap. The ink is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and then you go <laughs> looking true. at reviews and it's like, there's no good printers. Everyone complains, you know, every one of them has problems or you, you're trying to buy the cheaper ink because you don't want to spend a hundred dollars a cartridge or something for the high end stuff. And you're like, so. Well, yeah, I mean, like the problem with that is the volume they're using this shit, you know, like they don't, they don't consider like, you know, that you're not still at work and you can, where you can print fucking whatever off thousand yeah. copies of it or whatever it's like it doesn't work like that these are not built for that no so <clears throat> it was an adventure but yeah i had a pretty good week got a lot accomplished so i'm quite quite happy you have anything good happen lately coop uh yeah i mean like i'll just say for me my triumphs this week have been you know, getting out of bed. I haven't like, I, it's seriously, I get out of bed. Like, <laughs> cause I'll go back to bed. I mean, I think I probably slept on average, probably about 12 hours a day this, this week. So that's, I mean, actually it's kind of been good as far as recharging my batteries or whatnot, but you know, I can't really, we can do a whole lot on 12 hours sleep. 
um, <laughs> believe it or not. So that's kind of been a triumph for me, like, is just kind of recharging those batteries and being able to do that. Um, Blunder for this week was my 20 minute walk yesterday. Um, probably shouldn't have done that because uh, it was probably it was hotter part of the day. It was yeah, it was a hotter part of the day. I probably should have just because I, I mean like it, I I I literally got home and it was just like I'm going to bed now. So I mean like <laughs> I, I I mean it was like I, I swear to God it was probably about 20 minutes. I should have known better. Like I should have known better. But I mean other than that, I mean I mean my life really hasn't been that exciting this week. So I haven't left the house much. So <laughs> in a little back history for our listeners, Coop was in uh someone rear-ended him recently. So he's recovering and recharging from that. Talking about idiot drivers. There was another one. That's all we'll say. There's a lot of idiots. You gotta drive and be careful for everybody else. Uh which in saying that, with my 14-year-old slowly creeping up on 15 here in a few days, and he's asking more questions when we're driving around. So it's like, don't learn from my bad habits. And yeah, that person was an idiot, but I'm glad he's starting to become aware <laughs> of all the same attention. Stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah, and sadly, this accident would have never happened had he been paying attention. I mean, that's really, that, that's the, that was the bottom line. Like, it would have never happened had he not been looking at his fucking phone. Boom. The sun comes out, the idiots come out as well. Yes. I swear to God. <laughs> it starts getting warm, and I swear to God, people start driving worse. Yep. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <clears throat> if it's shitty out, you know, everybody's on, you know, they're on point because shit out. Like, during the winter, you don't really look over and somebody's just texting on their fucking phone. Everybody's locked in, even the <laughs> women that are terrible drivers. <laughs> I'm not saying that all women are terrible drivers, but the only ones that fly past me going 25 over the speed limit, 95% of them are women. Yeah. And I'm on the road a lot. So, well, that's when they do their best makeup. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that I saw somebody <clears throat> like some woman speed past me at like, 80 90 miles an hour on the interstate while putting on mascara <laughs> yep it's like okay of all the things and it's one thing if you're putting on lipstick that's easy or even like blush or something but actually <laughs> putting on mascara while draw you know when you need to see clearly to drive oh whatever yeah the other thing I'm coming in is, is how many times I'm having to honk my horn right now at stoplights to get people going. It's uh, like everyone just pulls up to off. A, yeah, exactly. It's like I get get off your phone and pay attention to the light. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just and then, especially when you're trying to go in the big truck and you miss the light, like you're the third car back <laughs> and they hold you up. So they all go, and you're flooring it. And about the time you get up to where you can cross the yellow, it turns red on you, and you got to stop again. Oh, I hate that. You're flooring yeah. it, and it's going three miles per hour. Because <laughs> oh, that happens. Oh my god, that fucking happens way too much. When you're the the third one, that's when you get fucked every time. Time. Yep. And it's I like doesn't the- realize until about a minute thirty later. And then the second guy gets to yellow, and then you're fucked. 
You, it, exactly. It, it, and like it's the not the car in front of you, it's the one in front of them type thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like you honk. So that guy's like, I can't move. You know, they're throwing their hands up. It's the guy in front. Well, honk your horn. You can yeah. tell what they're doing. I can tell what they're doing. Or were you on your phone? Yeah. I'm telling you to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, should we get rolling? Let's get rolling. You got the questions this week, Jimmy. Are you going to read them, CJ, or are you going to let Jimmy rattle them off? I'll hand you the torch, son. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. So it, it's week, almost like we should have some like some tribal music or something going on here as if we're <laughs> passing a torch of, like of a cover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would take like editing effort in we know yeah. that's beyond my skill level. We're not that sophisticated on this podcast. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> See, hey, we're on, we're on, a well-oiled marine here, Coop. This is such <laughs> a smooth bro. operation. <laughs> um. So per perhaps the I I have one question for you, one that the three of us have already answered, but Coop, I have one. One question for you, perhaps the most important one of the entire podcast. If you were in the WWE, what would your entrance music be? Oh, my God. That's a great question. Um, probably, <laughs> if, if, if I could think of a song right now, right now, off the top of my head, it would probably be Bleed It Out by Linkin Park. Mm, nice. That would be a good yeah. one. I think we should just end the blood. podcast right there. That's quality content. All right. Yep. We're <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. It's Thanks time for, for our afternoon fellas. nap. <laughs> I don't think we can. Yeah. Yeah. We will. You can get your nap in, Coop. <laughs> no. That's yeah. That's awesome. That's that would that would be a good one. Um. All right. So, uh, in listening to one of your podcasts, you had, you had mentioned. You can invest, you know, time in. Sure, you can buy that Lamborghini, or you can invest that time in yourself. And, you know, I guarantee you, six months, a year later, the work that you do on yourself will be worth more than that Lamborghini. Which got me thinking. I'm gonna go a completely different direction with this question, though. Got me thinking. If you could have any exotic car, ever, money was no object. Lamborghini. Porsche, whatever. What would you buy? Mm. Well, you're We're thinking of this so hard on this one too. <laughs> see, yeah. see I'll, I'll let you guys think for a moment. I was thinking about this one a little bit. I actually wouldn't go with the car. I would want in an uh, like a camper four by four, but we're talking massive truck, comfortable go anywhere type thing, huge fuel tank. So I can just go for a while if I wanted to, but the, they're coming out with so many cool things or trucks. It's like, we're, they're climbing in price. You know, the sky's the limit anymore. What you can put with solar panels and everything off going off grid. I would rather have that than some fancy exotic car because it's like, I know what the roads are in the Midwest and other areas. And it's, if I had a car like that, I want nice roads. And 
really where they have nice roads, I don't want to live. So it, it works against me. So <laughs> I, w- I would go the exotic route of I'd want an adventure vehicle. And it would probably end up being custom. So I can't just say a brand or a name. I would yeah, go yeah. with some kind of custom camper. But it's going to be big. I see he's taking a Lamborghini SUV, stretching that out, and making <laughs> that your jacking it up and making that your thing. Yes. <laughs> Put big mudder tires on it. Yeah, I was thinking about this. And, uh, in, and immediately, some of my, you know, back when I was a kid, I started thinking, well, geez, you know, there was the Ferrari Spider in Miami Vice. And it's like, oh. That'd be badass. Or Magnum PI's uh, Ferrari 308. Like there's, you know, some of those iconic sort of cars. And then the Lamborghini, what what was the one that was popular like in the 80s, early 90s? Anyway, there's whatever. There's a Lamborghini. I knew I had a poster of it. And it's just like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. Part of me would want that, but some of the new cars, some of those exotic cars that they built today are just like, I don't know if it's nostalgia or whatever. Maybe I'm just old is, is really what it is, but that's where my head went when I, uh, with some of those older things right now, I'd probably, because it's warm out, I'd probably take the Ferrari from Miami vice that convertible cruising around town, listening to Phil Collins. <laughs> Make, have to put on like a pink t-shirt and some linen pants and some oh, no. nice driving mocks but you, <laughs> you got to have one with a collar so you can yeah. flip it up oh, an izod polo with the collar popped yeah. about you guys what do you get I, I don't know if i call them an exotic but i've always dug uh once uh, the the 2014 production on the BMW i8, I love that car. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, do, I have no idea why. I just absolutely love that car. It's got a great design on it. <clears throat> yeah, good lines. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could too. That'd be a fun one. How about you, young pup? Ford GT. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like the original or God no the newer one. <laughs> and that's where his age comes out. Yeah. Well, I did watch Ford versus Ferrari, so that was a sexy car. But I'm sorry, they made improvements on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and the newer one is fucking ridiculous. <clears throat> Especially what was it when they reintroduced it? Yeah, in two thousand six. That thing is ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, if we're going like all the money in the world, that one. But I also still, I still go with my dream car, the 1969 Ford Mustang Boss. God, I love that fucking car. <laughs> I drew, drove by a, a car place and they had like a 68 Camaro for sale. It's like sweet, uh, hard top. It's like, ooh. That'd be badass. Back when people actually cared about cars. <laughs> Fuck. What was that, Nathan? You were fucking muted. I muted most. Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked the muscle cars over the exotic cars. Yeah. Like your Lamborghinis, Ferrari. I'll look at them and I'll go, ooh, that looks 
But if I it's chose, pretty. Yeah. And I think part of it, though, is, is I've sat in some of them and I don't fit. They're made for short people. They really are. And you can't see shit out of those cars. I, I don't think you're supposed to. Well, I mean, I, what was it? Uh, you're only supposed to worry about the stuff in front of you. I know. Because you'll be well, driving shit, so the fast. The windshield's like this fucking tall. <laughs> <laughs> you ever notice that they're so slanted? There's like, you can't see shit. Like, you can't see. You have to guess where your nose is the car like if you got to park it. Yeah, but you're your also daily a daily driver, driver is a truck. Of course you would bitch about that. Exactly. I can't see shit. <laughs> I was I was I was trying to turn my truck around and like I didn't know how close I was. I I opened the window. I'm like I have no fucking clue where any of this shit is. My dad's like you have to guess. I'm like, yeah, all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I haven't hit shit. <laughs> Uh, oh hell whatever no no excuses so that's why you hit coop yeah (laughs) it was really it was really you you were the one if my truck hit cooper i think he'd have more than a concussion (laughs) (laughs) probably would hit the dude in front of me too (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so one one thing I've been thinking about here lately is uh, came across something that said that men have to create and demonstrate value, right? And whether that's in relate, you know, for relationships or uh, in uh, you know in a, in our jobs, in our you know in many areas of our lives throughout history, men have uh, needed to demonstrate value. But it, it got me thinking. Um, uh, how does that kind of square with uh, internal or internal and external validation, right? Because isn't that sort of we need to create value or demonstrate value? I should say, isn't that in a way? Doesn't that mean then we are? We have to be somewhat concerned with external validation, or do we still not give a shit? If that makes sense. I will say external validation is kind of like uh, sprinkles on top of the cake, but the internal is like the whole cake. Because if you're not happy with yourself and somebody tells you that you're doing a good job, does that really change your mind? It, It kind of feels fake. I've always noticed. So like at my job, if somebody keeps telling me that I'm doing so well and inside, I know I can do better them telling me that it doesn't stop me from wanting to do better. So I could say that external validation is, I mean, it, it, it can be nice and it can feel like it's made up and like people are just saying it just to say it. But in, if you feel good about what you're doing inside, like that'll always be enough. But some people never really feel like they're doing enough, but that actually makes great people. It makes great. I mean, the greats never feel accomplished inside, even though everybody's telling them they're the greatest, right? Well, part of this is that first part of the question where you're coming from, Jimmy, is demonstrate value. You know, if you're putting stuff out and you're doing value, and, and this is to CJ's point, they're congratulating you on what, they see so 
you're demonstrating value to other people. You're valuable that way, but it's not a requirement. You know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to show X. I'm not trying to demonstrate that value to get those responses. Mm-hmm. That's where, yeah. Sprinkles on the cake. We're trying to do better, but it's not a requirement of that. But if you're not constrained, you know, you might be the smartest guy in the room, but if you don't show it, you know, or the strongest person or whatever you're, how are you demonstrating that value to someone? And I think that's where that external, it's almost like we're talking two different things, you know, the validation, I, I, I think validation is different than the value because everyone needs to show value to others, you know, in what other kind of relationship, work, family, something you gotta, you gotta show that value system. And I think that's a little bit different than validation. Am I, am I, I'm trying to pick that question there. I feel like it's a two, it's, it's got like two different sides to it. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that makes sense. It just got, you know, and I think I agree with everything that's been said so far and, um, you know, not going to try and foreshadow what Coop's going to say, but I, I think I'll agree with, I'll probably agree with him too. But it just got me thinking. It's like, you know, that's so interesting. You know, we talk about, you know, internal versus external validation. And you shouldn't be, you certainly shouldn't be seeking um, external validation. Uh, But at the same time, if if we're supposed to demonstrate, if it's incumbent on us men to demonstrate value, then isn't, you know, that, well, maybe they are two different things, but that's here, what got me thinking. Here, here's a, and maybe this is where you go. let's look at a job. If you don't show you have any value for a job for like the next performance interview or whatever else, if you're not showing that you have value, you know, you when you go into that job performance evaluation, they're looking at what value you have. Now, do you get validation for some of that? Yeah. And then you might get, hey, you need to work on this. So you get a little bit. So you trying to do well for your job to show that you have value, you are seeking external validation in that sense because that's how you'll get your raise or a promotion or something else. I mean, think in the military. If you're not showing constant improvement, you're not going to make rank. You know, there's more than just taking a test and making rank. You got, you got to go through. Is that. there though? <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. I was going to say, whenever you said external validation, but you're actually, instead of words, it's like people are actually, you're reciprocating something that's not like it's tangible, like a raise or not somebody telling you a hey, good job. It's like here here's 50 cents more an hour type deal. That's the kind of external validation that I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. You tell, you telling me something like, Hey, good job. You keep telling me that like every month, like it it doesn't make it me feel any fucking better. (laughs) You know? It's just good like, job on uh, that answer. Yeah, by the way, CJ. Good, good job. job, CJ. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. Well done. Stop paying. Start paying me to be here. <laughs> Pay up, fuckers. <laughs> you would miss us. I'm gonna I'm gonna loosely quote Dan Pena when he when not, when we talk about um, value and demonstrating value, and it, something he said is a. Uh, um, and this is loosely quoted a man's burden of performance is to fill, fulfill his f- potential. If you're fulfilling your potential, there's value in that and others will see value in that. And whether, you know, for me, it's like, if your potential is to be a fucking bagger at Walmart and you fulfilling that potential, then you're good. Like you're golden. That's value. You're bringing value, not only to your life, you're going to bring value to someone else's life no matter like that's small scale that's small scale and that's probably you know if if you can find an hp9 to get behind that then good for you but you know as far as as far as like what you bring to the table is if that's the best that you are ever going to possibly be then you're fulfilling that potential but a lot of men never really fulfill that potential <clears throat> mostly because they're lazy or that, you know, I'm married now and I'm going to coast or whatever the case may be. I don't, I don't necessarily know the true motivations behind everyone behind everybody and what they're doing, but it's, it's, you know, like, are you fulfilling your potential and really to like looking at it, it's like, if you're happy inside, and you're doing the damn best that you can, someone's going to get on board. Someone, and that's, you know, especially if it, if it, when it comes to getting a woman or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean like to me that like, that's your validation. Like she wants to be a part of your life and you're not necessarily in search of that. So long as you're on your mission, she happens to decide that she wants to climb on board. Cool. But not necessarily, that's not necessarily always going to be the case and that's okay. You know, somebody will. That's how I think about that. Because you're not yeah. looking. I never really look for attaboys or like the job or, you know, I th- you know you're doing really well or no, nah, I don't. I just do what it I do. It doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> no, no it, it, it doesn't. Cause I, I, I know that I'm doing the best that I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was like. Well, and, and conversely, you probably know where you're not struggling, but where your weaknesses are. And so I'm not. Oh, good at yeah. this or i'm not good at that or whatever yeah so it's, yeah you're in tune with both sides of that coin yeah. Coop, let me ask you a question how do you know whenever you fulfilled your potential do you know that or is it just is it never ending i, I don't think it i don't think it ever ends i don't think it ever ends uh, if uh you know i think once you get to like a certain point and you, you can't like I, I guess like maybe the bag boy is a bad demonstration of fulfilling potential but i think i want once you get to a point where it's like from like i have my nine to five i do my nine to five i do it well and my other my other mission is is to help other men but i don't think i've fulfilled that potential yet i just came up with my podcast it's been out for about i don't know three or four months now there's more that i want to do and so if there's this should always be something more that you want to do like I think it's uh, his name escapes me right now, but oh, Chaco talks about the worst thing that can happen to you is you you you're rolling that rock and you roll to the top of a mountain. You get it to the top of a mountain because what do you do then? 
you bring it back down, you start rolling the fucker again. That's and so I don't think you ever truly fulfill that potential. Uh, but at some point, you know, there's going to be an end. And if you've done the best that you can do in all aspects of your life, whether you still got shit to work on when you when your number's called, you've done the best that you can do, and that's fulfilled potential. That's how I, that's how I look at it. I, I think I, also on that one, CJ, it's it's on a sliding scale, like when you start a new job or start a new relationship from zero to 60 goes fast. And then you hit 60 and from like 60 to 90, it slows down because you already know quite a bit of it. And then you improve a little bit and then you hit that like 90 to a hundred percent. You're not going to hit that hundred percent, but getting from 90 to a hundred will take 10 times as longer as getting from zero to 60. I, I, I don't think it's linear. You know, I I start a new job in the first first month or whatever. I'm doing everything I can to learn it, improve, figure things out, get things. But once you're in it for a while and you start figuring crap out and everything, it's like, okay, I'm showing all these guys up, but I know I could do that 1% better. And so I think it gets just like lifting. You know, they're, they're, they talk about diminishing returns. You get to a certain weight. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about there's no real reason to squat over six plates because you're looking at that area where it's injury. It's time to back off the numbers, change the tempo, change the sets, change it up. What did they do? They just increased their potential again instead of hurting themselves. Could they have gone heavier? Yeah, but it's a point of diminishing returns. So it's that last 10%, there's always that place for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I was distracted with who, like that rolling the rock up the hill. And then it goes back down. Who was that that was eternally supposed to do that? Sisyphus, I think. Is that what it is? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to, but to, to the point we were talking about, you can certainly always improve because just when you think you have something down, there's something else that you can do. And maybe that starts thinking more outward or, or laterally, like, you know, for those that know, know me, you know, drum corps in my head. So I'm thinking I have my own shit, you know, I get to a point where I have my shit down and it's dialed in and I know everything I need to do backwards and forwards and I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty damn close. Well, then I can help those around me start reaching out to them. It's like, Hey, you're having a problem. (laughs) Like this part is always sounds like shit because you're missing your part. Like, how can I help you not be a sack of shit? <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, um, and then, right. And then we keep that kind of ripples out as we keep, you know, I throw a rope to other folks that helps them out and we get, we collectively get better. So it's like, you know, that's so, cause if I just stopped with myself, well, you know, like even in the military, like if I didn't help the guys around me, like what <laughs> me by myself having my shit down, but everyone around me being, you know, not at the same level, 
what are the odds we're going to be good? What are the odds that we're going to be successful with whatever mission or whatever thing that we're doing? And so we can start thinking to your point is we start think, you know, we can start thinking in different ways. Um, you hope because there's always a way to improve. It's yeah. I like that. You, you raise other people's value. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if we're going to do this shit, we might as well do, you know, be the best that we can be at it, whatever that is. Um, and, you know, some of it too is if we're hitched, if the four of us are hitched together, the quality of this podcast is already off the charts. But let's say for the sake of example, it sucked, right? We all want to get better. So if we each dial in, that's great. But then how can we help each other to, to improve? I think that's that's the other component. So. There's always something else we could do some, you know, like you said, Nate, it's maybe not, we're not pushing more weight. Maybe we're changing. We're, we're doing five seconds up, five seconds, pause, five seconds up with six, with five plates <laughs> or whatever the case may be. That's <laughs> so. oh, cool. I appreciate you taking the time to entertain that thought that I had. You gave me a mental image just now, though. If we were all four hitched together, I'd only be able to half step. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and I'd have to take two of my steps. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, so you weren't taking the human centipede? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, just no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, All right. Okay, so, on. yeah. Uh, so this this next question, there's a little bit of a of a setup. Um, I was watching the unofficial uh, the the unofficial or the official show, the uh, current official show, show. <laughs> of the unofficial barbarian. sponsors. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. barbarian uh, banter podcast uh, billions, and there was a scene where Bobby. Axelrod was talking to his wife and they were, I forget what it was, but she said something, you know, what if we didn't make all this money and we lived a simpler life, We, you know, like as if they, you know, and if you don't know, if you haven't heard about the show, Coop, the billions is about uh, Damian Lewis plays Bobby Axelrod, who's a multi-billion dollar hedge fund guy and uh he's pitted against uh paul giamatti who plays the district attorney u.s district attorney for new york and the two of them duke it out um it's a struggle it's about power political and financial power and all this stuff it's a really good show highly recommended if you got if you're looking for something to watch and all that like I said, it's the official show. Apparently, the official unofficial show, or unofficial official <laughs> show of the Barbarian are we Banter Podcast. Yeah, are yeah. we sponsoring them? Or are they sponsoring us? They should sponsor us for all the uh, we all talk about it. Bottom. For all the and you know the vast uh, BR nation that listens to this podcast. I mean, <laughs> they'd have millions upon millions of viewers. If, <laughs> They hitched their themselves to our wagon, um, but it, he, you know, in in that question, Lara asks, you know, hey, what if we, you know, what if things were different? What if we, 
you didn't earn as much as you did and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, fuck that. That's that's that was never going to happen. We, I, and in that he kind of acknowledged, I know who I am. I know what I am. Um, and so that got me thinking, you know, how that's very important for, I think for a person to discover or to realize who they are, what they, what they're capable of and really know, know ourselves. And, you know, and is that something that you, is that something you can know early in life or is that something you kind of have to live life a little bit figures and truly figure yourself out? So it's more of a later in life kind of realization that we can have um how early and i'll even huh how early in life i don't know because because, late teens early 20s like post-college i don't know that's because my thought comes to the um vinyl linus video you sent the other day she was like what that prodigy like six like years seven, old, seven, six, yeah, six, seven Five years and old, a half, six, yeah, six, playing awesome. That's that's completely her parents' influence. Yeah, you know, she might not grow up. Another one that I can think of it was there was a kid that became like a mini bodybuilder, and now he doesn't lift at all. You know, it's like I think you can't discover it until you're out from under your parents' influence. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I was. That's certainly what I was thinking. It's like as as a young man going out on your own, and whether you finished high school and then moved out, or you went on to college and got into the world, you know, can you know those things? And, and there was a certainty. You know, obviously, the older you are, maybe there's more of a certainty about the type of man I am, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, and you know. Cause I was thinking about this for myself. It's, it's, it's something that I, uh, in some ways I remember even in college kind of struggling. I always seemed slightly different than everybody else in the way I approach things and the way I saw things, you know, there's people that would, you know, study and all that stuff. And I kind of give <laughs> give a shit about all of that but uh, um but at the same time you know it wasn't until later in life that i really it's like you know who i am is who i am and i'm okay with that now maybe that for me that took the divorce to get me out of you know my whether it's beta thinking or blue pill thinking or whatever that is um but you know it's i i know now who i am And I'm okay, you know, I'm comfortable with all of that. And I can, I know my strengths and I can lean into those. And conversely, the things I'm not strong at, there's other people I know that can help bridge those gaps or fill in those things for me um, or help me with those if I want to develop that stuff. So it's just an interesting thing. I think it's important for us to know who we are, become our own men to be sure, but then know that and be okay with that. And that's where my head was going during this scene. Um, It just got me thinking, you know, if I was younger, just out of college, would I, you know, 
because of a lack of experience. I may have confidence in myself, right? Oh, I'm going to conquer the world kind of thing. But the reality is, you know, may, might be different. And I mean, experience, I don't have a lot of life experience and those sorts of things. So that's where the question about, is that something you can know about yourself early or late? Or is it something you may have some ideas of when you're younger as a younger man, but as you get older, those things are either confirmed or denied, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I can see you, Nate. And, and yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you go. I'm, I'm trying to be good. <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard for me. You, you know, my track record. So yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm go good. ahead. No, I mean, I think the, I think the ones that, that are, you know, that know at a young age are truly blessed. They know what their mission is. Like, let's just take this Bobby Axelrod, for example. And he said, like, it was never going to be like that because he knew he probably knew at an early age, like this is, you know, he wanted to conquer the world. He didn't know exactly how he was going to do it, but he knew that's like what he wanted to do. And his own version of that is, you know, making billions and fucking with the DA. I mean, like that, that's cool, man. Like that's his thing. But uh, sometimes it's for, for others, you know, like <clears throat> if we want to go down the social conditioning road, I mean, like there is so much social conditioning that I think men are confused about, you know, exactly what they're supposed to do and who they're supposed to be. And we're getting different messages and we're getting different shit thrown at us all the fucking time about be sensitive, be this, be that. Fuck you, man. Like, I just want to be me. Like, I just want to, be me when you i think when you truly know who you are and some that i think it takes longer for guys to know who they truly are than 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 other people i mean I got, than, than women like I, I truly believe that like they they need to figure that shit out and who they who they are and you know when you have values and you have morals and you have those things to stand on it makes it that much easier but yeah maybe that's you, what go ahead go ahead Coop. No, but but also when you, you're also being told, you know, like masculinity is toxic, you know, you know, all this other bullshit that you're being fed throughout your life, it's it makes it that much harder. So, like, I think the ones that do know and are, are you know, don't get thrown down that don't get thrown down that path or aren't necessarily, you know, um, don't question don't they don't have any questions about who they are um they're truly blessed they're truly blessed because i think there's just so much shit thrown at us yeah that's a good point it's not just there are messages out there to not be to be something other than you are whatever that yeah go ahead nate i i was thinking i i'm it's almost like piggyback off coop. I'm going down and I'm looking at this a little differently. I think in my late teens, early twenties, I knew exactly who I was and not so much social pressure, but I want to go with the peer pressure type thought of when I got to my late twenties, it's like everybody was getting married. So I thought I needed to get married, even though I didn't necessarily want to, it was like, Oh, this is, this is what everyone's doing. I need to do this. And there are certain like jobs and certain things I did. It, it was my decision. So it wasn't anybody else's, but there was that social peer pressure of this is the things you need to do X, Y, Z, follow those things. And 
I will say when I tried to follow all this stuff that everyone told me is the right way to go is when I basically hated life. When I did stuff that reached my core and it was like, this is what I want to do. This is me. My life went up. It went well. And then it, it's been a constant ebb and flow. It's like, okay, I'd get a hold of myself, know who I am. So almost, and then like that midlife crisis that so many guys go through, I think they find themselves in it. I think in the younger years, they know who they are, but say they get married or they don't pick the right woman. Like you mentioned, you know, coming through divorce, probably before you got married, you knew who you were better, but you got into that social structure and you got all these outside influences. And it's like, well, now I can need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. And you kind of lose who you are by all this other stuff getting pounded in on it. Some of that I think is social programming, which is worse. I think younger guys have it harder. I think I had a good upbringing to help me figure out who I was. And then I took the wrong path. I won't blame anybody else. Me personally, I was like, oh, this is the path I need to take because this is what society and my parents or whoever, and this is what people are expecting. And, and I, I wasn't true to myself. And I ended up getting lost along the way. And once I got going down that path, it just compounded. And it got worse and worse and worse until I had to reset and find myself again. And it's like, and, I, and I've tried stuff. I experimented with like, I want to go down this path and see if I can make it work. And when reality hits you in the face, it goes, no, nah, this ain't you. You know, you're, you're just, you're wearing a different skin, but this isn't your mentality. So it's, I, I think a lot of guys end up on the wrong, wrong trail. You know, and it might even be great advice. It might be awesome advice, but if that's not who you are, it's not going to work out for you because that might have worked out for them. But, you know, it's not the same. It's so I, I think one was getting out from under just out of the house. And I don't think you have to move out necessarily, but you have to be somewhat independent. You have to, in, I would say that was even earlier on for me when I started working pretty much full time when I was like 16, 17, even though I was living at home, I started to get that independence and I figured out what I wanted to do and everything. And that led through like my mid twenties. And I can think of two, three things that just led me down the wrong path all in my mid to late twenties. And then that compounded all the way through my thirties. And then it's like, probably joining the military got me almost on the right trail. And then I flubbed that up, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, this is the path I need to take. And I'm forcing myself and then pressure just outside pressures. I succumb to it. And there's, I could, that'd be a podcast in itself of what happened in my thirties, but you know, all those outside pressures, they just overwhelmed me and I said, screw it and went down. And then again, I went down the bad path and then it took me to my forties where experimented with a couple things, realized this isn't me. And so I think I knew who I was, but I jumped off the wagon and ran down the wrong path several times. Yeah. <laughs> and know. to hear that story about Nate in his thirties, patreon.com slash barbarian rhetoric. <laughs> 
for personal coaching and insights that we don't share on the actual podcast. I'm curious, CJ. I mean, you're a young pup. You know who you are. You're a solid dude. Now, granted, that's because you hang around great, great men. Glad I can rub off on you. <laughs> oh, fucking listen to this fucking guy. And when you say rub off, cute, you know what he's talking about. You know, when your puppy dogs get a little excited with that pillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. CJ. Red Rocket, bud. <laughs> uh, Where's your question? <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're as, as a guy, like, as a young, younger the youngest guy on the podcast you're you know you have you clearly have your shit together you know who you are what you want to do where you want to go um and have you always felt like that is that something that just recently has came about or is that you knew from some early age this is what i'm going to be or this is how i'm who i am this is what i'm going to be are you still trying to figure that shit out i'm still trying to figure it out man it's still every day. It's like, what, what, what's the next step? I don't have anything planned. I, I wish I did. I don't, it, there's still, I feel like I'm just learning every single day. And it's like, there's some days I learn something new and I'm like, well, that's fucking, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, like you said, I'm just about 30 years old and I still, I feel like I'm just figuring things out. So f- fuck man. Whenever I was you know, early twenties, I had absolutely no idea what the fuck I was doing. Like not even a kind of a clue. So I think we talked about this before, but the fact that they call 18 year old adults is fucking crazy. Cause at 18 years old, what did you guys know about anything? Not shit. Probably. I knew it all. (laughs) I knew it all. Yeah. 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 I still tied my shoes really. Yeah. No shit, man. Like that, that's, I feel like I was still a child at that point. Like, I mean, you are, but they throw you into the world and say, okay, figure it out. And it's kind of like the birds getting pushed from the nest. It's like either you fly or you're fucking dead. And it's kind of how it is. And, you know, I I fucked up so much that I I screwed my credit up and I I didn't pay things like, oh, you know, if I if if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I'm out of money. I still have checks. Checks. In the checkbook. I want want the big check like that guy over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm. It kind of goes back to the potential, like Cooper was talking about. It's like, am I fit fulfilling my full potential? And if you say yes, then you're probably about at the end of your road. So I feel like that can always be expanded, and there's always more that I can do. There's or there's always new paths that I can try. And shit, there's just so much more life, and it's it, it makes me excited because I remember when I was younger, I was always scared, like more responsibility like i can hardly handle what's on my plate right now but i will say that coming into this age i'm actually excited for my responsibilities and the new challenges and the bullshit that i'm gonna have to deal with for the rest of my life (laughs) no bullshit stops after you turn 30 yeah sure there's no bullshit anymore it just goes away yeah none only imagine (laughs) well see aren't you glad you have us to learn from our mistakes yeah, sure. 
Yeah, because it's yeah, really easy. I, just I was gonna do say, none of the shit. I hear all your guys' mistakes. I'm like, okay, that's what not to do. Exactly. And then I still fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't work for them, but God damn it, it's going to work for me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. You're telling me that if I put my head up against this wall, you're not going to go through. <laughs> but. <laughs> but. <laughs> okay i think we got that one covered uh so the next one i have is if you could write a note to your younger self what would you say in only three words this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) by bitcoin i didn't say i didn't say what would your response to be to me asking the question that was three words. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it How the fuck you get a vice in three words? Buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I mean, the the say I, I laugh it's at worth that now. Nothing back then. I remember when it first got started, me and my buddy talking about it, and we're like, this will never go anywhere. And neither one of us we're talking when it was like pennies to buy one of the coins. Yeah, it would have been and so technically easy. CJ Nate, that would be Nate's younger self. Yes, I mean, I was in my say. head, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like, it didn't, no, it didn't exist, motherfucker. You didn't have computers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the oh, one thing that if, popped if out you're in talking my head, like kids, Jimmy, like if I was in, in like age, would be, uh, Buy real estate. Yeah, if you're a high school or I'm eighteen yeah. year old self, sixteen year old self. If I was my eight, or if I was like my fourteen year old self, I would have said save all my money, buy a house, start renting that one up, you know, fix it and do that yeah. and just start working my way up into the real estate. That would have been buy real estate would be my one. I look at that now and what I could have done back then and I'm like, hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's some dumbassery in there <laughs> yeah what came science. to my mind is don't fuck jody but that's... <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck jody <laughs> but i like your advice better let's <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Uh, good times. It's solid advice for three words. <laughs> it's solid advice for three words. I mean, you can, you can, you know, you know, don't fuck crazy. Yeah, fuck yeah. Jody, like whatever the case may be, man. Like, yeah, and I mean, I could have just said crazy, but she's never gonna listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> the real person. <laughs> the, the real person. Yeah. Perfect. Watch. Your I was gonna say- are going to light up. <laughs> Find out that she does listen to this podcast. This one person that listens is going to talk to this one person who doesn't. <laughs> Somehow. It's going to get back yeah, to Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. But so, Jody, if you're I- listening, <laughs> we now know. <laughs> yeah, it's just chick I dated in high school. Is- but we learn by doing, so... <laughs> Ain't no shit. We also learned by not doing. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but I didn't learn that part. <laughs> so. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it was it was a mess. This that story. Patreon.com <laughs> slash barbarian rhetoric for Jim's life stories. <laughs> How about you guys? Coop, CJ. Um, and, you know, I, I can't, I don't think I can sum up in three words, but I okay. can, I can summarize it pretty much as take the hard road. You know, or, you know, don't be a pussy. It just, anything that encapsulates yeah. that, it's like, shit is going to be hard no matter what, and no matter what path you take, you know, you can, you can pay now or pay later, you know, and I've said that before in my podcast, it's, you know, it's going to be, no matter what, if you do nothing, the end result is going to be hard. If you do something, the process is going to be hard. You know, it's never easy. Yeah, there's always, yeah, you mentioned one of your podcasts I'd listened to recently, you had mentioned that, like, there's always pain, you know, whether it's even if you're working out, right, you're, there's going to be muscle soreness and pain just to get through that workout or whatever kind of thing. Well, I so. think, and I think the greatest thing about pain is you get to choose it. You know, you, you don't, you always get to choose your pain. Like, I mean, unless, you know, you have a fucking heart attack and you don't get to really choose that, but <laughs> events led to that, unless there's some congenital condition, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, choose your heart, choose your pain, whatever the case may be. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, you know, it, I don't want to be 60, you know, and have, you know, can, you know, bone condition or I can't stand up straight. And you see these guys walking around hunched over. I saw this dude, man, like he, I work with him and he walks around and he literally walks over, walks around bent over. Yeah. He looks like a, you see people that look like a question mark, a living yes. question mark. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's pain. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking regret right there. Like you didn't, you sat behind a fucking desk your entire life. I mean, because I mean, he's clearly like in his seventies, and he's just hanging out in my area now. Like he just doesn't want to retire, or whatnot. Because I think once he does retire, he's probably going to be dead. Going to be one of those. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. <clears throat> Scary proposition for me. Doesn't know anything else, but that's it. You know that that that's probably one of the few things that that I'm afraid of. I don't want to ever be in that position to be. You, you know, that relying on my whole life resolves around this job. And if I quit it, I'm going to be dead. It's like, no, there's got to be more than life than just that. Working with Coop, though? <laughs> now, that would be fun. But I'm thinking more like, <laughs> in a, like a gym setting. I, I could work with Coop in a gym, you know, gym owners and something. Yeah. Oh, I think I just heard a new business venture. Weren't we gonna open it up in Nebraska? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Get some land, have Fucking an outside Nebraska. <laughs> well, there where we go? Where else? That's would a you... real fucking state right there, bud. <laughs> where else would you put it? Who Who the fuck wants to live in Iowa? No one. No one. <laughs> yeah, the only fuckers that live there. Nobody wants to live there. <laughs> so, yeah. So don't bitch. 
All right, sweet about the cheeks. Same there, fucking stick. Jesus Christ, Nebraska. Well, I mean, like, so much better. <laughs> uh, well, I would, I would venture, to, I would venture to say the atmosphere around the University of Nebraska and University of Iowa are pretty much the same. Like, the, the I, I mean, I went out to UI last year and it was unrecognizable after the whole like Black Lives Matter stuff, and it was just, I mean, they just invaded Iowa City, didn't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's it's fucking insane. So I mean, like I mean, I don't know about Nebraska, but I was just I was just appalled at what they did to that place. Yeah, there's there's still pockets of that stuff and sure. And it's like I don't know. I was talking it unrelated uh-huh. to the question, I was talking with a good friend of mine, which uh had a cigar with, actually worked out finally hooked up with a buddy of mine we've been trying to smoke cigars for a while and so uh <clears throat> that was cool but uh we were talking and you know it's it's interesting now it's not enough to be uh what is it it's not enough to be not like not racist you have to be anti-racist and it's like anymore it's like it's not good enough to be a thing you have to be the anti-thing it's like Up seriously yeah yeah you need to actively promote, you know, uh, or actively speak out against racism. And it's like, no, I, I don't. I'm just not racist. And that's, that's fine. That covers that's enough. En- that's enough. It's been, it's been good enough. I'm anti, I can be anti-vegan, <laughs> anti-socialism, anti-communism, but uh, racism, you know, I, I know it's just interesting how it, it's like, it's not good enough to think, Oh you have to do this other thing. No, I don't. <laughs> Fuck you off. To, you have to care about every single problem in the world, Jimmy. And if you're not fighting actively towards it, you're a piece of shit. You should die. Yeah, I should think, <laughs> with, my, I should think with my feelings. That's right. <laughs> um, so, what was that last? What was it? Oh, the three words you want to tell yourself. God, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm writing a whole book inside my head. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be available in print. <laughs> yeah. It's coming very soon. I'm not really <laughs> on Gumroad. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody going to see that shit. I'm going to tell my younger self, fuck. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't even know. There's and you could do what Coop did and just summarize it instead of. Yeah, you know, three, 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 three words. CJ's still in his younger self, so he hasn't yeah, got yeah. to an older self to tell his younger self yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> he hasn't got over I was going to say, if you talk to people that had known me when I was younger and know me now, they would tell you a totally different story. <laughs> I would but, like to hear that. Oh, whenever you guys do come down and see the house, my father wants to meet you guys because he <laughs> listens to the podcast. What's up, pops? Oh, <laughs> shit. So plug him. Be so awesome to. We get awesome stories. Yeah. yeah. We get the inside the scoop. <laughs> Patreon.com. That will definitely not slash be barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'll be like. So, how much of a dumbass did you think he went when he went uh, vegan? <laughs> <laughs> oh that that's the problem right there that's the whole problem <laughs> everything wrong that don't be vegan that would be your... in that, those two years <laughs> that, that would be your advice to your younger self don't be vegan 
uh, I would just say something about the more comfortable you try to make yourself, the more uncomfortable life will be. Yeah. Something yeah, kind of because I always seek comfort, and it just made my life so much worse every single time. And I was always trying to hide from responsibility and shit like that. It would just kind of go along those lines. Yep. Uh, in all honesty, I think that's probably a good one for all of us. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of ties into what Coop said. Right. It's like, you know, don't take the easy road. Uh, Younger me would so. look at that and be like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. <laughs> uh, all right. Last one. Wow. We're, we're, we're going on a pretty good clip here. Normally, we're only halfway through at this time. All right, so uh, what's your favorite childhood meal? It could be a dessert. It could be whatever. I was thinking about this. I saw something where somebody was making liver as some cooking thing, and they were making liver. And it, it got me thinking. I remember hating liver as a kid, and it felt like we had it all the time. We probably had it once a month, but in my head, it felt like it was every day, and I hated it. But they, then that got me thinking in the other direction, though. It's like, you know, what are some things, whether it's, you know, bacon cookies or some meal, uh, you know, my your parents would make or your grand, your grandma, grandpa, uncle. It didn't matter. Like something from your childhood that you remember, some food that was made, not not bought or not a restaurant. But I, I have three. I can't say, just I do multiple. one. I have multiple as well. I okay, three. that's fair. Whatever. Okay, so we'll do a dessert was no-bake cookies. My mother made the best no-bake cookies. I love them. I oh. I try to get her to make them every time. Um, trying to get Alex to learn how to make them so he can make them for me. And I can, yeah. Mm, no-bake cookies are awesome. Next. Nobody makes those anymore, by the way. I've... Have you had one in the last five years? Yes. Really? Well, I don't. But only because he's forced Alex to try and make No, not Alex. I haven't got Alex to yet. But you don't don't need the air fryer for those, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Exactly. No, it's more like, you know, it's like I try to do, I try to get Alex to ask because I don't have that young, cute face anymore to ask mom. So it's like, get him to ask grandma if she'll make them, but really they're for me. Yeah. So I get them occasionally in the last five years, but less, it's been a while though, but they, they sound good. The next one on the list is goofy as this is, and I'm not, I don't know how she made it, but I loved my mother's lasagna. That was like a staple. You talk about something you ate. I could eat that five nights a week. No problem. You know, go in the refrigerator, reheat it up, whatever. But then I would go have lasagna. Her and then my mentor's wife made great lasagna. So I actually got, and she's like a second mom in there. So both of their lasagnas, awesome. You get outside of that, and I don't know how they made them, but everything after that's downhill when it comes to lasagna. It was like... However they made it, I don't even know if it was cheap, made, whatever. I have no clue, but it was just great. And then the last one, which was from going back years, everybody knows the difference between a soft taco and a burrito, right? 
You know, the burrito's a nice big shell. Well, my young self did not know that because we always referred to them as monster tacos or tacos. So (laughs) I always thought the burrito shell size were tacos. So as I got older, I would want a taco and I'd get brought out these small little freaking small tacos. And I'm like, no, I want this big monster taco. And they're like, those are burritos. So I actually, we did, that was like a quick, easy thing for mom. She would have us put all the fixings out, you know, buffet style. And you make up, put some beans, some ground beef, whatever. And I love the, I just pile stuff in until the shell would almost break. But she knew how to heat them just right so they didn't, which I am no good at heating shells up. Mine always split. (laughs) But those were probably my three. Those were two of my favorite dishes. And that was probably number one on the dessert list of homemade type Mm -hmm. of things. And now you got me hungry for all three. I was going to say the dessert that reminds me of my childhood are Buckeyes. Ooh, yeah, Christmas and, time. Yeah, whenever we used to make them, the whole family had to make them because we would make them in huge batches eat, and yeah. they take forever, but they're gone within the first week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then everybody's sick. Yeah, well, I remember well, I got told that when I was a little kid, I would sneak into the refrigerator at night and just pull out the bag and they would find me and there'd be chocolate all over my face. <laughs> I also awesome. tried, I tried making, well, I can't convince my father to make them anymore. Yes. I'm calling you out again, dad. If you <laughs> I tried making them this year and I made them way too big i didn't realize how small they actually size made. doesn't matter yeah mm-hmm. putting your mouth and tell me how small it needs to be <laughs> were they like mini apple size yeah <laughs> well you get you get sick of rolling them and then they get bigger and bigger <laughs> and pretty soon there's just one big ball of dough i made a softball <laughs> Like I see like a dozen of the right size and then maybe another dozen or half dozen to a dozen of increasingly larger. And then it's the remainder of the dough. Yeah, 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 that's good enough. What's wrong with this one? I'm fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anything else? Uh, yeah, we'll go with a bad experience. Uh, eating a hamburger helper every single night. I think you've mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't eat hamburger helper anymore because we got ruined over like a two-year period of eating it every other night. <laughs> so I can think of it and I can taste it still. Twelve years later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they got new flavors since then, dude. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and ramen noodles, there will never be another day I put that shit in my mouth. God. So I know what to get you as a housewarming gift. <laughs> a case of hamburger helper. I was going to say. Amen. <laughs> yep, just to fill up space, right? Yeah. Dogs are going to eat well. 
<laughs> I won't even feel that's my fucking dogs. So, <laughs> uh, I'll give it to our neighbor. There you go. Here. So giving them an apple pie, like you got neighbors, we give them ramen and fucking hamburger helper. <laughs> it's like the food pantry over here. Oh, um, I'm trying to think. For me, my, my dad makes a mean pan fried chicken, mm. and it's and I I I asked him here not too long ago. He made it actually for my birthday, um, and so it's like, what do you do? It's just flour, salt, and pepper, and it's like bullshit. That can't because <laughs> I've tried that, <laughs> and it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> like there's. He's like, no, that's all there is. And it's, I don't know if it's the pan that he uses or what, but I've yet to recreate it. It's, I just can't for whatever reason, you know, it's like mom makes something and I can make the same thing and, you know, like a dessert, like a cake or something. And I, I could make the same exact thing. And I swear it just doesn't taste the same. It's like, what do you do? I just followed this recipe. No, you, you can't follow that recipe because I followed that recipe and it doesn't taste the same. So, but the well, but your the pinch in your dash is different than her pinch in dash. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. When I asked my mother about that when I was trying to figure out how to bake, she's like, "Well, you just need a couple dashes." Well, what's a couple dashes? Well, you just reach in there and it's a couple dashes. Oh, a dash, right? My fingers are twice the size of yours, so do I need to do one dash to your two dash? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. That'll work. Uh Uh-huh. Got to sprinkle a little. What? What's a sprinkle? (laughs) It's funny you say that because my girlfriend got a recipe from her grandma and she made it and she's like, I swear to God, she gave me the wrong recipe because it doesn't taste the same. I think she did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) She like went on this whole rant about I'm pretty sure my grandma gave me the wrong recipe on purpose so nobody will ever know the real recipe so they'll always want hers. That's some fucking sabotage. Yeah. My Italian women are freaking ruthless. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to give the give away the family secrets. Never talk about the family business to anyone outside the family. They're gonna die with me. Yeah, I thought you had the right thing. Um, my mom also makes a. There's another. It's a Philippine dish. It's a chicken dish that's really good. Uh, chicken adobo that's just got like soy sauce and vinegar. But again, it's one of those where I asked her how she makes it. It's like, oh well, you know, you just chicken. It's like, yeah, I got that. It's like, okay, well, you just add uh, vinegar and soy sauce to taste. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that's right back to the dashes. What's a dash? Yeah, it's like, well, it's like half and half, but not really. It's just like whatever you like. It's like, well, I've never made it before. So, well, so what do I like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, so then you just have to, you know, now I make it and I can, that's one I can act, actually figure out because it really is. Oh, do you want it more, more soy sauce, less vinegar, more vinegar, less that's easy enough but it's just one of those things but again it's mom making it or it's dad making it it's not it's not the same when so. someone else it tastes it. better whenever yeah, somebody else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about you coop anything um, come to mind 
Yeah, there's there's a couple of things that come to mind. And the one thing uh, that comes to my mind is my dad's like he would make uh, bacon and eggs every Sunday morning. And, you know, I was a lazy ass teenager and I would get up around like 1130 or so. And so he would like so he wouldn't he'd would never like make me eggs or whatever. So I'd like throw a couple of pieces of bread in the toaster throw some bacon on a fucking throw some cheese on top of it. And that was like, that's what I had. Like, and, but the house just smelled, I remember it smelled amazing. And I would get up and then I would, he would get the paper and all that shit. So, and I remember that uh, distinctly. That's the one thing that I remember about, you know, being young is my dad's bacon and eggs. He's, he made the best bacon. I can't make it like he does. He used a cast iron pan or whatever. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever. But it was fantastic. Um, my grandmother's rum balls were fantastic. Um, I actually Ooh. have the recipe. I have the recipe for that, but again, they don't taste the same. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little heavy-handed on the rum too. <laughs> <laughs> she probably Fair. wasn't. And um, and I also remember my grandfather would he would buy so you know like you can go buy like a package of fucking bologna at the store, but he brought me like he bought like the fancy bologna where you get it from the deli. <laughs> And he would like have it sliced and it would be sliced like perfectly. And it's just, fan- I mean, as fantastic as baloney can be. And yeah, I, mean, yeah. just, I always looked forward to that. Like you would get like a, you know, like a pound or something like that. And I would try to eat it all before my brother and sister got to it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are the, the, the but the, the one thing is, you know, my dad's bacon. Like I, I remember that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something so simple, but I mean, and, it was nothing my mom made that was like spectacular. Like, I don't remember. Yeah. I remember her making dinner, but I don't remember particularly liking it. So anything yeah. that she <laughs> made, like, I don't remember anything like, oh, man, I really want mom's. No, nothing like that. No. <laughs> no. Well, and it bake? could be. It... What's that? Did she bake? No. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I, she might have baked some cookies or something at Christmas, but it's all pretty forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, like I'd go over to uh, Aunt Rose's place. It, it's my dad's aunt, but we'd go over there, see Aunt Rose and Uncle Jerry, and she never. I don't remember her cooking, but anytime we'd go over there, there, uh, she'd always get me either a glass of juice or water, milk or whatever. And those iced oatmeal cookies, they were store bought, right? but, but yeah, there's something about it. Like (laughs) she would put it on a plate and she'd hand it to me. And for some reason it, they tasted like the, you know, I could buy the same package in the store and they just didn't, it wasn't the same, but I remember sitting in their house. Like I can, I can see their house. I can see the dining room and, you know, sitting at the table or even in their kitchen at the kitchen table, eating these, these, these cookies. But, you know, it's some of it's the food, some of it's the, those memories of, you know, and it may not even be the most fun or the most whatever, but there's it's, it's family and so that's why I said not just, you know, something your mom or dad made, because, you know, there's things that your that extended family would make and whether it's the holidays, because there's lots of stuff. I remember going over to my grandparents and they would make uh, what is it? It's like 
the cream cheese and pickle roll, rolls like Ugh. with a uh, I'm with you <laughs> corned beef God, or whatever nasty. meat that is I remember my mom's mom making like frying spam and making spam sandwiches and you know I'm not a fan but for yeah. some reason she'd make it for me because she would and it's like it, you know fond memories of that I like it's like would I go out and buy a can of spam now then fry it up to have it probably not but do you even find spam anymore is that yeah. shit oh, hell yeah oh, what oh, the yeah. fuck they have different it's because it never expires right <laughs> so Dude, that uh, spam is the national like that's a national meat of guam i lived on guam for probably like almost three years like every like everything like you go to the restaurant spam and rice spam and eggs dude it's a thing, man. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, talking about. I was trying to that... forget, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know another housewarming gift. <laughs> You're not invited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, my dad said he can't eat spam anymore because growing up they had it all the time. And he said what really killed it for him is his mom made pizza. And he's like, with spam is the meat. And he's like, the pizza itself was great. But with the spam on top, I'm done. I can't eat anymore. No. So. No. (laughs) Store-bought wise, my favorite to this day, and this is odd, is cheesecake. I I I am on the opposite. I can't stand homemade cheesecake. So people that make cheesecake never have liked it. For something about that store bought, heavy, dense, you know, graham cracker crust. It's yeah. <laughs> Which remind CJ reminded me. I hadn't thought about this for a long time. I I must. I I want to say I was like, oh, was I probably. It had to be like eighth or ninth grade or something. They bought a cheesecake for my birthday, put it in the freezer downstairs. And no one told me that I couldn't have it. (laughs) 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 Which, if you know, in a teen's mind, if you're not told you can't have it, I don't believe they told me I couldn't have it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they said I could have a piece or whatever. But yeah, I ate the whole thing. In one setting, because I remember my parents left for something and then there was a cheesecake, you know, you just can't just have one piece. (laughs) So kind of like your book, guys, mine is I ate a whole cheesecake in an evening. So that wasn't too uncommon. Now, add on to this question. Do you prepare anything in a weird way that is left over from your childhood? And I'll give you my example. When my um, first mom, when she was having all the problems and in and out of the doctors, I couldn't really use the stove or anything. I was too little. So I would get instant oatmeal, but I would just use tap water. And to this day, I still make my instant oatmeal by just putting some water in it. I don't use hot water or nothing. I just stick some water, stir it up. I might let it soak a little bit, but I actually don't care for hot porridge. As weird as that is, I would rather just have water and oatmeal. But oh, just 
Yeah, it's just I just take whatever. What are you one. communist? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those weird things that it's like I learned to like the flavor from my. And it's it's not one of those that I had to eat it all the time, so I still like it now. But it's just there was no other way for me to you know I just fend for myself. It's all so clear to me now. <laughs> <laughs> you now make. <laughs> complete sense to me <laughs> some psychopath shit no i don't think there's any like i can't i'd have to think about it i, I don't think there's any anything like just how how you made or you fit for yourself like i'm ocd when i make tacos i've always been that's yeah. something that's never changed when i was a kid it took me about 10 times longer to make tacos like it's constructing it. It's not cooking it. It's like, you know, you lay out the tortilla, you put it in the microwave for five seconds, you make the perfect line with the sour cream and all that shit, and then you eat it in three bites. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See? Okay. Mine's not just... That's never changed. My family always thought it was the oddest thing. Still hasn't changed. I, I can't have my taco just thrown together. I don't know. They don't taste the same. So whenever like I go to a place and they're making the sandwiches and shit, and I'm just over there like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you get paid for this shit. <laughs> they put all like the you're sauce an artist or something. <laughs> are you it's telling me that the- you're not judging the people at Subway? <laughs> <laughs> whenever you ask for banana peppers, they throw three on, and you're like. Do I have to pay extra for six? Fuck. (laughs) I need to speak to your manager. (laughs) Let me talk to the manager real quick. (laughs) And this is where we move into grind your gears part of the episode. I mean, (laughs) you know what grinds CJ's gears? When Let's talk about full potential you- here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sandwich makers need to. <laughs> this is, that's why I did like Jimmy John's because they do it so quick you don't even notice. Because <laughs> if I can't see it happen, see I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy John's out of every single sandwich place. It's because they do the same thing every single time, and they do it so quick it doesn't matter. The other guys, they take so fucking long to do it terribly. That's that, that's, that's that's my whole complaint. It's like fucking art, man. So it's art. It's what they're doing so, is art. They're taking so long to do child's play. <laughs> like you and the taco. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but that thing tastes fucking fire. <laughs> and it's a work of art beautiful and taste beautiful <laughs> see this is why i can never have like a taco stand i would have like 30 people in line and i'd be slow as fuck making every taco perfect but you know what they would love it the quality <laughs> would be top notch <laughs> all right here's a question have you ever been to a restaurant that the weight is horrendous but the food is great so you go back every time oh yeah see if the quality is high You'll come back even if it's got shitty service. If it's got sh- shitty service and okay food, you're probably never going to go back. I, I, I used to when I was younger, 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say, because the military to- made me stand in so many freaking lines that I will, I don't care how good the food is. I, unless I'm like with a group of friends or something and I can sit, sit stand around and talk and BS and stuff, then I might. But if I'm just like me, no, nah, I won't wait. I don't care how good it is. It's, I, it's not worth waiting unless it's like the whole experience of a conversation or something else is going on. Yeah. I You're supposed to slow life down. Yeah. I just <laughs> smell the roses fucker. I, I don't like standing around all those people. It's almost like standing in a herd of sheep or cows or something. You know? <laughs> it's they and, and they're all rude and obnoxious. And I just, I, I end up, it doesn't matter how good the food is. I just start yeah. getting annoyed by them. So, yeah. Mm-mm. yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way, Nathan. I won't. I won't wait for food, no matter how good it is. I don't. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Fuck that. I'll, I'll eat somewhere else. Like that's just me, man. Like I, I'm like I ain't waiting for this shit. That's fair. I was gonna say the place that we used to do. We it was like one of the best pizza places in Des Moines. They actually shut down. We went there twice, and both times the service was just fucking horrendous. So I figured out that if you order the pizza 45 minutes in advance, you might get it <laughs> in about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. bad. It took 30 minutes to get our first drinks, which didn't make any sense because the place was not packed whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it's closed down now, so we see that's how- why because <laughs> everyone got tired of waiting around. The pizza was so fucking good, man. I don't understand. The pizza was so good, but everything else was just trash. Because I think it was a pizza oven was over a hundred years old, so it, like it had that oh, nice man. flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's seasoned oven, yeah, yes, that does sound good. It's a damn shame. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. they sold it. Now thinking of it, <sighs> that would be an investment in itself. Just buying that. You start to see a pizza stand. I have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had an idea a long time ago of having a breakfast burrito stand because mm. all the ingredients are quite simple and it's not really hard and it could be done really quick. Could you do it really quick? Yeah. You, How long sure? does it take you to cook eggs and bacon? No, I, I'm just saying you'd be could an I? artist and all. I wouldn't do that. Oh, I couldn't okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't be the cooker. I'd, <laughs> run, the, be the... I'd, I'd run the register. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I actually, my, I have my good friend. He does work in the food industry. So maybe to come, this is an idea that we've been throwing around for a while. So yeah. I'm actually saying it out loud. That's not in between him and I. So, <laughs> sneak peek of what's to come, hopefully. Cool. Yeah. That'd be neat. Patreon.com slash burrito. I'm not telling you, you fuckers anything else. <laughs> no, no. Well, when you get, get closer to it, you'll if just it have ha- to start blogging it. Yeah. You if it actually it ever happens, uh, there will be way more details. Yeah. It's just it's an idea that's been thrown around. It's not like either of us have the time nor the capital to put towards it yet. But whatever, young, rich construction guy like yourself. If I keep putting fucking holster roofs, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. know what happened. It started doing it itself. 
Well, now that CJ's got his subway rant out. Yeah. Do you want to hear more about it? (laughs) (laughs) No, we got to put that. We'll put that out on Patreon. I'll talk about Quiznos. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) You'll go through every sandwich place. You ever been the Jersey Mike's? And with that, I'm done. With that, okay. Well, where are we at? I don't know. Yeah, we're it's good. been a pleasure having you with us. <laughs> That's where we're yeah, at. It's been fun, man. Like I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's it's been fun. It's oh, been yeah, fun. Man. So and I'm assuming to... we'll put your social Twitter masculine life. Yep, at masculine life. Uh, the podcast is the flame within and hopefully uh, somebody gets something out of it. Cool. Oh yeah, man. All right. Well, until next time you guys all have a good one. Yes. All right. Take care. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's giving you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. On our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at Steel Jans. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator. Civilized world.